Yo, what's up, y'all? This be Johnny and J-Mo from State of Shit Podcast, letting you know to like and subscribe to us on any listening platforms you may be able to listen to podcasts. We are on Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and YouTube. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of J-Mo's Journal. This is episode number four. You know, I appreciate you guys for coming through. It's your boy, J-Mo, and you got my boy, Johnny Woe. What's up, everybody? You know what I'm saying? He behind the scenes, taking care of everything as usual. Today, we got, you know, a couple topics we're going to talk about as usual. We're going to always keep it real. We're going to keep it what I call personal. When I say personal, I mean by what I think. You know what I mean? So I'm giving you guys a little inside of how I feel and what I think about certain topics or, you know, a little shit I probably have looked into and got my opinion on so you know welcome to episode four of jmo's journal you can always find us wherever you can find us at you know what i'm saying my boy and i already put that in there so you know stay in that thing and keep listening to us and interact with us on social media and if you play playstation you know you might find us on playstation network we're going to eventually link our link our twitch or at least our playstation network and our uh social media so y'all can link up with us on there or whatever so we can interact with you guys more we can see what y'all think about what we saying if some of y'all got more information on the topic you know y'all can come in on that thing and you know saying it should be cool but like i say welcome to episode four and episode four today i'm gonna talk about you know it's, it, it was some good music release you know drake released his certified lover boy yesterday and kanye released his donda album on the Sunday before his before Drake released his album and I've been listening to both of them and if you've been paying attention to anything going on on social media or something like that then you know them two have been going back and forth from some petty grown man shit I don't know grown man shit but some petty shit you know what I'm saying and everything have you know what I'm saying been a spectacle for people to see and everybody's had their own opinion or whatever and I feel like it's cool, you know what I'm saying? They both pushed their albums, good promotion for their albums. They had a meeting right before the little thing or whatever, but we're going to talk about that a little bit later because first, you know, I want to talk about the state of Houston, man. And when I say the state of Houston, no, it's nothing serious. I don't think I'm the mayor or running the city or no shit like that. It's just me being a Houstonian, you know what I'm saying? Being out here my whole life and understanding the streets and the sports scene and the, you know what I'm saying what's been going on I hear my pretty much my whole life me being 32 years old I want to uh you know speak on what's going on with our sports teams most definitely and a little bit of our music scene and probably a tad bit of the streets so we're gonna get into the sports scene first and foremost I want to talk about the Astros since they are the current thing that's going on they lead the AL West by last time I seen it was five and a half games five games Last time I seen, and it's September. So if you know September, then you're down to your last few games. It's the last month of the season. So everything is crucial at this point. They're looking good right now. They, you know, the Yankees looking good in the AL. The Tampa Bay Rays been kicking shit all week. And, excuse me, that was my phone. But the Tampa Bay Rays have been kicking ass all week. You know what I'm saying? I mean, all year, excuse me. And... The Red Sox, you know, they got a little bit of the wild card on lock. They ain't got it on lock because the Reds are right behind. Not the Reds. It's the, uh, damn, it's somebody right behind. I think it is the Reds, though, that's right behind the Red Sox for the last uh, wild card. But Astros looking good. You know, we got a, a pretty 
interesting offseason coming up with Carlos Correa, a strong, very good shortstop. You know what I'm saying? He's supposed to be up for free agency. It's a lot of hearsay, she say about what he's going to do in this offseason and whose fault it may be if he leaves. He may be the best shortstop in the game. You know, he can play good defense and he can hit. So, you know, we don't want to lose him, but we'll see what happens there. Me, personally, I don't think he's going to go anywhere because if you pay any attention to what was going on, then what was said is he just said he didn't want to have any contract negotiations after the season started. So that's the reason they haven't been talking as far as in contract negotiations, but they also been having good relationship along the way he's been doing stuff he actually helped uh marvel marwin gonzalez get onto the team and for him to still be able to go into the front office and have that conversation with you know leadership and they you know give him what he want that shows some type of relationship you usually don't get that with some people that's not you know feeling each other so that's a good thing going with the astros then you got the rockets you know houston rockets for my houston rockets fans out there we got the rockets the rockets are they looking pretty good for the future. They don't look good for this year. They should still probably win a, not that many games. Hopefully they play some good, decent games and they look pretty interesting. But they don't look that good as far as in product, product that's on the court right now. But they got like two good people, real good people that they can depend on for the future. One person they hoping that comes along as, as far as Otto Porter Jr. They want him to like come along mature more on the court and be more productive in that sense. But Jalen Green, you know, he his his arrow is pointed up. People are saying he's the real deal. Then you got Christian Wood, who they've already got signed for the next, I believe, three years. And you know, everybody know he's proven himself in the league a little bit as far as him being able to rebound, score, and do whatever it is they need him to do on the court. So hopefully they have another draft come through and they do what they need to do. And everything goes good with that. Now the Texans. Now the Texans is I did the Texans last and I kind of went through everything else a little faster because the Texans is a little bit more in depth. You know, they got some real shit going on. And not only that, that's the team, to be honest, that everybody cares the most about in the city. So I have to kind of speak on them a little bit more in depth. Now the first thing I want to speak on is this what's going on as far as in the state they are in at this exact moment, plus what they just did in this past draft. Now, a lot of people feel like they shouldn't have drafted a quarterback in the first round because, well, not the first round, the third round with their first pick because they didn't have a first and second round pick was because they not going nowhere anyway. You should just get a position player, train them up, defense or offensive line or something like that, get the best one of those and kind of just let them contribute where he can contribute. But I guess it didn't really matter because to me, they probably could have done that, but they probably they more than likely still wouldn't have done anything for this year. You still, the same how you can train up your offensive lineman, I guess you can throw him on the field and train him up more than you could a backup quarterback. But, you know, you can still get those same reps, those same experiences, slow the game down for him a bit in those senses. But with that being said, I guess it's nothing they could have done in the draft. If you want to be honest, if you got your first pick in the third round, you really can't do too much in the draft, you know? Yeah, it was pretty tough for them. So, what they can do this year is next coming years, they got a lot of shit going on. And I think it's in a good way. So, if you're a Houston fan, like my boy John is into the stock game, right? And in stocks, you would talk to buy low, sell high. So, right now would be the perfect time to buy into the Texans, to be honest. It's the first, it'll be the best time to look like the best fan if you're going to ever, 
if they ever win and you want to say I was with them through the hard times will be now. And the reason I say that is this. They have a bright future. Like if if they do it right, they could they could really come through at this thing looking beautiful, man. Yeah, this is like pretty much grind through it with them in the mud. I know them I know them periods. So, <laughs> what it is is they could go super bad this year. Get a number 1, number 2 pick, you know what I'm saying? They got Deshaun Watson that they gonna get rid of. Trade him for another one for the next couple years. But if you somehow find a team that get two ones in this year, they can trade another some some shit and get another one and have two ones in this year's draft. That makes their offer a bit better, you know. But with Deshaun Watson, man, it's gonna be kind of tough, man, because they I don't think they're even looking at for for no no for no for any negotiations with his package. Which is cool because that's what we're gonna do in the offseason. We're gonna wait until we got to March, they'll start talking in March, you know. Draft ain't until like May or some shit, you know what I'm saying? So they'll start telling you, they'll start talking in March. They got by March a lot of shit would have happened. The deposition would have happened. You so they would have had more clarity on they would have more clarity on what's gonna happen in his civil cases. So I think by March they'll be able to trade him for some picks and at least have two first round picks in this upcoming draft. One being a very, very good, valuable, because that's the top of the draft. The other one should be somewhere down there or in the middle of the pack. Because no good team is gonna trade for neither no good team really just need a quarterback like that. So, uh, but it's Deshaun Watson. Anybody would kind of trade for him. Not anybody, but a lot of teams would. So, uh, that's what they need to do, man. They need to take that draft. That's when they should start drafting, like, maybe offensive line, defensive line. Start building your team inside out. You know what I'm saying? So, how they looking cap-wise? Middle of the pack. Good. Right where you need to be at. You ain't got to have the best cap situation. Just don't be in cap hell. They got money to spend. So they got money to spend, which the idea would be probably to stay in the middle of the cap for the next two years. So when it come time and you got two good drafts under you, you can kind of take some of those good draft picks, get some veterans around them, and then you can start having a solid team. You might not go 11 and six, but you might go nine and eight. You know what I'm saying? You might give yourself a chance to start building something. And after that nine and eight season, that's kind of like back in the day when dudes get that first nine and seven season, like the being so bad, you can kind of see the uptick of what's going on. And that's where the Texans should be at after three years. After two good drafts and some a little bit of free agency spending, they should be in the middle of the pack team. But that should be setting them up after that last draft and a little bit more spending. Because the culture is being built. People are not scared to come play for Houston. They can see the culture being built and everything is on the uptick and on the rise. As far as the trajectory of the franchise, they fixed all the bullshit that they've been talked about for now. And I feel like, shit, five years from now, we'll have a team that's willing to compete for at least five years. I'm ready for the season to start. <laughs> and it's hard to think like that. Because you're thinking like, well, I got to wait five years for No, you have to wait like probably two or three years to start seeing your team look decent. And being a Texans fan, you ain't had no fucking Super Bowl seasons anyway. All you ever seen was your team look decent, to be honest. You ain't never seen greatness. So be you can get back to your great status, you know, your whatever 
would need to be your standard in Houston. We can get back to there in like three years because honestly, it's not high. The fucking bar is not that high if you want to be honest. But honestly, I just, I don't know no quarterback out there. That's the only thing that, and when I think about it, it just makes me like, fuck. It's because me being a longtime Texans fan, what I've been looking for is a quarterback. But nothing really available in free agency right now. Nah, and I'm talking about like except Cam Newton. Like even not even that because I don't mind this season. But I'm even thinking about when Trevor Lawrence was a freshman in college. They knew he was gonna be number one pick by when he was drafted two or three years after that. Like it's nobody in college right there to who he's like, well maybe we'll be in the which, you know, I don't know. Like that's why I say that's the only thing that's missing from my theory of what I think should happen is how the fuck you gonna get another quarterback. You don't necessarily need another just quote unquote Deshaun Watson. You know what me tell you why? Because you had a Deshaun Watson and you still see how much it took around him to make the team not even that good. So you really need a solid quarterback with a lot of shit around him. You need to beef that defense up. And I'm, like I say, I'm, I don't know if I'm becoming like a football head, but I'm more on the line. You got to build them lines because people want to talk about Ezekiel Elliott falling off. No, that line fell off, nigga. He ain't do nothing different. That nigga still run the same 440. I mean, he still got the same, bench the same, if not more. O-line is everything for That line and got weaker. And it's, them niggas done start retiring and missing a lot of games over there, so it started messing with his productivity. So I'm big on that shit. Like, who, I might even start looking into that. Like, who are the best linemen coming up? Who are the best offensive linemen? Because that's the most important to me off the rip is get your, if you're going to get a future quarterback, make sure he's protected and he can do his job. So I don't know, man. Like, that's where we at with the Houston Texans. That's what we should look at, look forward to is the draft for next year try to hopefully we can get two number ones we can start looking at more so college football and not just the 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 sport itself but into like the players who who at the top of the board who you know what i'm saying the texans might draft because who's at the top of the board is who the texans might draft because they're gonna be up there to draft them honestly and another thing i think they may have should have done this past this year right here coming up is they should have traded laramie tunsil because you could have had three you could have had two number ones and at least two, three number twos going into next season because you could have got a two and something else for Laramie Tunsil. He's one of the best left guards, left tackles, excuse me, in the league. He have a pretty bloated contract, but with the cap situation being like it is, you probably could pay some of that off. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that is one thing they probably, probably missed the boat on because if you have the worst you're going to have one of the worst records in the league anyway. What's the point in holding on to anything you can get a lot for at this moment? So, I don't know. I guess that's the only thing. Because by the time the Texans are where they need to be, Laramie Tunsil will be out as prime. So, I don't know. That's like the only gripe I would have is you probably should have went and got that second round pick and some change for uh, Laramie Tunsil. So, you could have had a bit more draft capital, which they might play him this year and then try to trade him in the offseason or some shit. But... It don't matter. What if he get hurt? What anything could happen if you play him one more year? What if he underperform? Like, you, he was where he needed to be as far as in trade value. You can't do nothing but go down as far as at this point.
Texans gonna be ass. So that's one thing I could gripe about. But it's cool, man. Hopefully in the next three, four years, they be where they need to be. That's why I put all my Texans flags up in my crib again. Cause I have to sit back and have a meditation process with the Texans guards and see what the fuck was really going on, man. Was it really hell sent or was it heaven sent? It ain't heaven sent, but it could be dealt with. You know what I'm saying? It's just a little testimony for the Texans fans to talk about a little later in life, you know? Wow, that was pretty deep. Yeah, real talk. Now, I want to talk about the Houston music scene. And it ain't really much going on as far as it's a lot going on. But you know, OGs are OGs. They still able to make a lot of money in the city to stay. OGs meaning like Bum B, Zero, Slim Thug, Kiki, ESG. All these niggas. I don't know what ESG been. He ain't, I ain't even seen that nigga. But all these niggas, you know what I'm saying? It's a few probably some niggas I left out, but I don't know everybody. I can't think of everybody. Paul Wall, you know, Mike Jones. All these niggas still getting money, doing their things. Uh, Love Flip. So. We got a lot of young niggas out here doing their thing too, man. Like, I don't know what the fuck they doing, but these little niggas be having a lot of money, man. I know that shit be like rappers be showing off their money, be broke. They might not have millions of dollars, but sometimes don't you think that'd be our conception, our perception? If we see a person with $10,000 in cash, we think he rich. He ain't say he had a million motherfucking dollars. He showed you $10,000 and you thought that nigga should have a Bentley, a big fucking house, two yachts and all that shit. Oh, nigga, you got on some jewelry and you got a stack of cash. You you ain't rich, though. Well, I didn't say I was rich. I just said I got $12,000 in cash and I got like $30,000 worth of jewelry. I mean, $42,000 is rich to you. I'm sorry, bro. You need to up your motherfucking Andy, dude. So, I feel like, you know, we got a lot of young dudes out here. We got the Gas Gang, I think. You know what I'm saying? Little Jeremy Gas Gang. I don't know if his gang with his gang do. I saw to sell gas. They might do other things, but I know Little Jeremy, uh, he pretty good on the rap scene. He fuck with little baby them in 4PF out there uh, out of Atlanta and I heard a couple of his songs. It's pretty good, you know what I'm saying. I think he got a song with ESTG or is it Rallo Rodriguez? It's one of them niggas he got a song with and it was pretty good, man. And shout out to that young nigga. You know, you got you got the female. You got OBM, OMB, whatever. Bloodbath. You got a female out here uh, doing her thing. Kinda man. Her name is Bloodbath. Yeah. Wow. All right. I think her name, I think that's a her. Yeah, it is her. Her name is Bloodbath. And you got a chick named Ken the Man. And, you know, of course, you got Megan and Stallion out of the H2. She not like a Houston chick no more, to be honest. She's just like Beyonce. She's from Houston, but she's everywhere. And, uh, and so, you know, the, the music scene is looking good. Plus, our influence is still heard throughout a lot of music. You still hear a lot of little screw shit. Plus, you hear like a lot of the slower beats for people to really get their words heard. Cause a lot of shit with the trap beats is sometimes the beat take over the uh, song. You be like, man, that nigga Metro shit banging, but you can't even hear what the fuck Future talking about because Metro shit banging so goddamn hard. But H Town beats was more like slowed down. You kind of rapping over the beat, you know what I'm saying? So we had our own little style in that sense, and I like that, you know what I'm saying? And people are starting to use that slow beat, you know what I'm saying? All that shit, and I like that. You know, I can hear the influence, and our DJs are producing songs for major artists plus you can hear our influences through a lot of djs and you know it's, it's just cool you know our swagger of course like you know people doing what we do dressing how we dress you know sipping how we sip you know driving how we drive you know? we showed the world man some shit man but they did say the world would be sipping candy be sipping drinking be all screwed up one day that nigga dj screwed said that man and that shit was real bro like everybody sip drinking drive candy on their car bro like for real nigga but uh 
fact being that, you know what I'm saying, and on some street shit, of course, a lot of niggas getting killed still. Niggas out here robbing, stealing, killing, doing whatever the fuck they want to do. Homicide raiders, I threw the roof. I don't know what the fuck going on. I don't go nowhere. I don't hang out with niggas. I don't be in group because y'all niggas is sensitive. This little group of niggas out here killing niggas is just little sensitive niggas. They getting their feelings and want to shoot. They don't know how to talk like men. They don't know how to problem solve. They need help. And that's cool because we all, they didn't like choose that life. They didn't choose them feelings, them emotions. They just need help with them because they would come from somewhere that they weren't able to, you know, talk. It wasn't no talking. You know what I'm saying? I've been there. I've been there where niggas don't really tell you how they feel and they got a problem with something. They just show you they got a problem with something. Or the way they tell you they got a problem with something, they might as well have just shown you because you know what I'm saying? So it's, I know how it go, man. So at the same time, people just need help. The streets need healing. Like they just need, they want to be thugs. Everybody want to be gangster. Everybody want to be hard. But don't nobody want to be friendly. Don't nobody want to be loving. Nobody want to be caring. Like we just need to switch it up a bit. You know what I'm saying? Add a balance to it because we all got a little savage in us. We gonna react to certain situations in certain ways. But a lot of times, some situations we bring to ourselves or we run to the situation just to react. And that ain't where we need to be at, man. So that's where we need to switch up, man. So that's my that would be my take on what's going on in the streets. Like I say, it's a lot of senseless going on. People getting their cars shot up. People getting killed during robberies. People just shooting at people and ah, taking people's shit, man. Even people getting killed for trying to rob people. Like, stop it, man. That shit ain't cool. We live in a place where everybody got a gun, so it's just a lot of shootouts going on, and that shit ain't cool, man. So I would just ask the streets of Houston, to, it's a lot of women out here to go fuck on and go holler at, or dudes, if that's what you into. It's a lot of clubs and with good drinks. They mix them shits well. Weed, man, got them nice deals and shit. You know what I'm saying? They've got the beach not too far away. You got the, you know what I'm saying? You got the skating rink. If you got kids, you got fucking take your kids to do some shit. Or if you got the kid in you, man, go ride the scooters. Go get on the arcade. Go do some shit, man. It's way more out here to do than motherfucking gang bang on a nigga. It's cool to be in a gang or to be a part of that life. But you don't have to be banging on niggas all day. And you don't have to be just supporting a certain type of thing. I got a partner who a real gangster. And I ain't going to speak his name or really get too much in detail about him. But I'll tell you one thing I used to always tell him. Is you the leader of a gang, man You gotta lead these men to do the At least if you ain't gonna do right, look right Look good, nigga You know what I'm saying? Volunteer, pick up trash, nigga Give out shit on the holidays You know what I'm saying? Community, Community, man Take care of your block Don't just claim that shit Run that shit If you gonna run that shit, nigga That's like me saying Oh, I, I run this house But my house got roaches, rats And goddamn motherfucking trash Every goddamn way Don't how that make you look You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of the same thing If you run your block Just run your block You know what I'm saying? Take leadership and if that's the type of shit that you into is that fuck shit, then they got something coming for you. And they could be anybody. And I'm not going to speak into that too much, but that was episode four of JMO's Journal. I appreciate you guys for tuning in and giving me your uh, time. And we're going to keep it going and hope you got something part of it. You can catch me wherever you catch me. I'm out. Yeah, H-Town, we out. Peace. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to follow us on the this Ship. You know what I'm saying? Instagram at Steadership. That's S T E R T H E S H I P. You know what I'm saying? Follow my man J Mo at J Mo713. That's J A M O713. And we are out. Appreciate y'all. Peace.